Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I've always heard that being homeschooled was boring. And I guess sometimes it could be true. You don't get to meet a lot of people. You don't get to make new friends. The only people I know are my parents, my cousins, and the three tutors my mom and dad hired to teach me. But I never got lonely. And my life was amazing. See, my parents are both owners of a huge game developing company. They're huge gamers themselves. So as soon as I could speak, mom and dad have been sharing their passion with me. While most kids are prohibited by their parents from playing video games, I was encouraged to do so. My first ever birthday gift was an Xbox. I would play day in and day out. On one condition, of course, that I finish my homework before I put a controller in my hand. What's more is that mom and dad paid me for it. For every hour that I put into playing games, they paid me a hundred bucks. I was their most important game tester. I would be the first one to try out every new game they made. And depending on whether or not I enjoyed it, they would either release the game or scrap it altogether. Not everyone agreed with my parents' methods, though. I heard the neighbors talking behind my mom and dad's back when they came to visit. They would express their concerns about me being cooped up at home and being in front of a screen most of the time. And the kids in our neighborhood didn't like me at all. I think they were jealous that mom and dad let me do what I want. And they were jealous of the fact that I had all the games I wanted and all the consoles that their parents never got for them. I had all the Xboxes, all the Playstations, three gaming PCs, and every handheld imaginable. Well, they had to do chores. I was getting paid to play games. I thought having lots of toys would make making friends much easier. I thought I could invite them over and they'd like me. But they only came for my toys. They didn't care about me at all, and they certainly didn't want to be friends. In fact, whenever they'd come over to visit, they'd grab my controller from me and banish me from the game room. We don't want you in here, Nolan. Yeah, you're weird. You have no friends and you're homeschooled. Homeschooled kids always turn out weird. I bet you'll grow up to become a creep. Now get out! 
they didn't care that it was my console, my game room, or my house. They treated me like I was some sort of pest. High school was different, though. I convinced my parents to send me to a regular school, and because I begged and begged and promised Mom and Dad that I'd make sure I'd get top grades, they eventually let me. It was tough. I didn't know anyone, and I was a huge nerd. At first, some people were interested in getting to know the new kid, but when I opened my mouth, everything fell apart. I had no idea how to talk to other people, and most of the time, I'd ramble on and on and on and on and on and on about boring subjects. Eventually, I got branded as the school weirdo, and not many people wanted to hang out with me. There were a few people who did hang out with me, but it wasn't great. They only wanted to be my friends because of the things I had. Whenever there was a big game release, they would use me to ask my parents to give them the game before it hits the stores. And they would constantly badger me about getting free merch. They supported me whenever I'd compete in esports tournaments, but only so that they could get free tickets and sit in the VIP area. They've weaseled their way into more than a few exclusive events and Comic-Cons just by being my friend. And at first, I was happy to share all the perks in my life. After all, they were my friends. But then they stopped talking to me at school. They would ignore me whenever they didn't need anything from me. And when I'd try to sit with them, they'd shoo me away. It got to a point where they treated me like they didn't know me at all. Psst, why are you here? Can't you, like, go eat somewhere else? Yeah, can't you see we're talking here? Unless you've got a new game you're giving us, you can't sit with us. Now leave. The only time I got to really see them was when there was a sleepover or a party at my house. Whenever that happened, they were all in attendance, and they acted like angels in front of mom and dad. But as soon as they left us alone, they'd push me out of the room and force me to sit outside. Luckily, high school didn't last forever, and in college, I finally got over my awkward phase. I met a pretty girl called Hanako, and we hit it off instantly. She and I liked a lot of the same things. She was a gamer, too and we spent a lot of our time talking about our favorites and playing together. One day, my mom and dad hired me to officially be a game tester for their company, and I convinced them to hire Hanako as well. We studied during the day, and at night, we played to our heart's content. Hanako and I fell deeply in love. Or... at least, I did. Because one night, as I was sitting in the dark with my mom my friends and our co-workers getting ready to surprise Hanako for her birthday, she walked in with someone none of us were expecting. It was my dad. And they were kissing. They had no idea we were there. As they made their way into the house, Hanako turned the lights on. She jumped in utter shock. She was so mortified at discovering that everyone she knew was there. It looked like her spirit left her body. Happy birthday. I, I guess. Dad went into panic mode. Nora, uh, sweetheart, it's not what it looks like. Really? Were you giving your son's girlfriend first aid? 
Was she drowning from the air so you had to resuscitate her? I want you out of the house, Joe. I want you out tonight. Baby, Nora, sweetheart, calm down. It's nothing. She's just a fling. Come on now. You know how it is with these girls. They attach themselves to powerful men like me because they want to get ahead at work. I promised her a promotion. That's it. Excuse me? Hanako finally snapped out of her shock. She was mad. A fling? You liar! You told me you were going to leave her for me! You told her you'd get rid of her and we could finally run the company together! Then she turned to my mom and looked her up and down. You are old news! I'm the new queen in town! Mom wasted no time in slapping her across the face. You'll be homeless and broke before I let any of that happen, Missy. I admire your ambition, but you flew too close to the sun. As it so happens, I invited the entire board of directors tonight. And after this display, I doubt any one of them will side with either of you. I move to remove my soon-to-be ex-husband as CEO and board member. All in favor? One hand rose up from the crowd. Then two. Soon, every single board member there had their hands up. Mom smiled at Hanako. Oh, and you're fired, sweetheart. But why is the entire board of directors here? Because I had an important announcement to make. I invited all these people here because I took out a small velvet box from my pocket and I showed them the gold ring inside. The diamond was massive, and when Hanako saw it, her eyes saw dollar signs. Well, this was all a huge mistake anyways. We can still fix this, uh, right? I laughed in her face. Get lost, gold digger! Don't ever come near me again! I threw the ring into the fireplace and walked out of there. I managed to keep the tears in until I was alone, but as soon as I went out and sat down in the garden, I started sobbing like a baby. I thought Hanako was the love of my life. I loved her with all my heart, and just like that, everything was ruined. I didn't know what to do, or how to keep going. But someone showed me kindness that night. I felt a tap on my shoulder, and when I looked up, I saw my secretary, June. She offered me a tissue, and I took it gratefully. I blew my nose and apologized. What for? For... Losing it? For crying over a stupid gold digger? June giggled. I... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for laughing. I'm not laughing at you. I know. It probably hurts a lot. But... If I were you, I wouldn't waste a single tear over someone like that. You are Nolan Summers. You're a prodigy at gaming. You've been an incredible game tester since you were a kid. You've won several international esports competitions. You're a legend amongst gamers. And your family owns the country's biggest game company. If anything, she should be the one crying now. I smiled at her. Thank you. You're very kind for saying all that. I'm just stating facts. 
You're amazing, and any girl would be lucky to have you. Thanks to June, I learned to get back up and try again. I focused all my energy into work. I developed amazing games with my mom, and when my dad tried to start up his own game company, we crushed him beneath our heels and sued him for using our trademarks and ideas. He and Hanako soon broke up when she realized he was going to be broke for a long time, and she never got any jobs in the gaming industry after news of the scandal broke out. Last I heard, she was flipping burgers for a living. I took the company to new heights. And then, my own pet project won Game of the Year. I was so happy that day that I decided to propose again. This time, to June. She said yes. We're four years married now, and I can't be happier. We have two kids, and I built them both an amazing game room. One day, when they're old enough... June and I will share with them the wonderful world of gaming that I discovered when I was little. That theory was disproved a long time ago. Your equation is wrong. You teachers disappoint me all the time. Stuart, that's no way to talk to your teacher. You've been warned about this before. So I'm just supposed to sit here and listen to you go on and on about nonsense? I got out of my seat, grabbed a whiteboard marker, and retaught the mathematical concept that Mr. Brian had been trying to teach the class. When I was done explaining, everyone looked like they understood. See? Easy as pie. And you said you had a PhD. In what? Bluffing? <laughs> Get out of my class! I've had enough of your disorderly behavior! I'll be calling your parents in tomorrow! I shrugged. I guess he wasn't happy that I'd helped him out. No one ever was. But this is a story about how I eventually got my revenge, and you need to stick around until the end to find out how. Boy, did I make everyone suffer. My parents came to my school the next day. We all met in the principal's office with that annoying Mr. Brian. Your son has no respect for authority. What did you do this time, Stuart? I simply explained a concept that he was teaching incorrectly. This young man disrupted my class. I was teaching quite correctly, thank you. I mean, you need to have better interviews when you're hiring teachers. This guy has no idea what he's talking about. Have you even seen his qualifications? How do you know they're not fake? My parents are spending a lot of money to send me here, you know. We expect a quality education. I shouldn't have to teach your classes. Are you going to start paying me a salary? Because I think you should. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Jonas, this is the attitude we have to put up with every day. Stuart has no respect for authority and is extremely arrogant. We acknowledge that he's very intelligent, but this attitude won't take him very far. Like, did he just ignore everything I just said? Anyway, this meeting ended with my mom defending me and my principal threatening to kick me out for any other offenses. When we got home, they did let me have it though. We defend you in public, but the truth is, you're really giving us a headache, son. What? How? We really are paying a lot to send you to that elite school. I know you don't always agree with them, but could you please try and be a bit calmer? But mom, they're so annoying. Just try. So, I thought I'd make an effort just for my parents, especially my mom. My previous school was worse. It was an ordinary public school, and I didn't find it challenging at all. It felt like preschool work, and in my freshman year, I'd already mastered all the senior-level content. My parents decided to transfer me to an elite school for high school students who were ready for college-level content. All the teachers had doctorates and were supposed to be the best in the country. The school was really modern and looked like something out of the future. 
My dad had also taken an extra job to help cover the tuition. Now, although I'm pretty clever, I wasn't your typical nerd. I'm tall, muscular, and drop-dead gorgeous. I don't wear glasses either. No offense to my four-eyed viewers. As soon as I transferred to that school, I felt like a celebrity. All the girls were drooling over me, and I pretty much had my pick of whoever I wanted. But unlike your typical handsome dudes, I didn't care too much about looks. I was attracted to the intelligence, and I immediately fell for the smartest girl in my class, Millie. She was a cute, short girl with black hair, brown eyes, and the most humongous gl- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Glasses I'd ever seen in my life. When I asked her out the first time, it was hilarious. You want to go out with me? Yes, Millie. But you can get any other girl you want. Why me? You're the most beautiful in my eyes. And you're so, so smart. And you have a wonderful personality. Is this some kind of joke? Well, go out with me once and you'll find out. I winked at her and she blushed. She agreed. And when I took her out, I made sure that our first date was memorable. I gave her a dozen roses, lots of chocolate. Then we went to a museum. Smart chicks dig that stuff. So she was convinced it wasn't a joke. And a month later, she agreed to be my girlfriend. All this to say, my high school life was going great. I was gorgeous. I had a girlfriend and I was smart. I just hated the teachers because I thought they were so dumb. I decided to take my mom's advice and be a little calmer, but that didn't last very long. My biology teacher, Miss Thompson, was teaching something about the latest research in biochemistry research, but her sources were outdated. That's wrong, Mrs. Thompson. What do you mean that's wrong? Your sources are outdated. I was just reading up on this last night. Here's why your research is flawed. I got out of my seat and taught the class again. She stood in a corner and her pale face quickly changed to red. You see, please do the proper research before coming to class. There's no excuse for this sloppy type of teaching. Our parents are paying you to be lazy. He's right. Wow, Stuart, you're so smart. The two of you get out of my class right now. You think you're the Bonnie and Clyde of the education system, huh? Get out. I am so sick of you students thinking you're better than me. Maybe you should all just stay home and teach yourselves. Millie and I went outside while she continued her tantrum. Now, I knew that something like this would happen eventually and that they'd call my parents to tell them I'd finally been expelled. To avoid this whole situation, I had reprogrammed my parents' phones. If the school called, they'd hear a pre-recorded message that my parents knew nothing about. I used previous voice recordings of my mom's voice to make the perfect responses. What? 
He got in trouble again? So he's expelled now? Okay, thanks for the information. After being summoned to the principal's office alone and being told that this was the last straw and that my parents had already been informed, I told him goodbye and went to look for Millie who was still waiting for me in the hallway. Do you want to spend the day with me or do you want to wait until your next class? Let's go do something fun. We left school and went to a small carnival. We ate loads of sugary snacks and fed each other cotton candy. We went into a haunted house and we even rode a merry-go-round. It was magical. Until we decided it was time to go home and I had to answer the difficult questions. So what are you going to do now? My parents have no idea I've been kicked out and I'm not going to tell them. I'll leave home like normal every morning and I'll think about the rest later. Don't worry. But all I know for sure is that I'm going to destroy that school. I'm going to make sure they never recover. She gave me a smile which let me know that she had faith in my plan or the lack of it. It's great to have a partner who supports you. I walked her to her house, kissed her goodbye, then I went home. I walked in and my parents were already seated at the dinner table having a random boring conversation. Hey son, I was just explaining to your mother that dolphins aren't as friendly as they're portrayed to be. They can be so dangerous. Did you know that? Yeah, they have teeth and they'll bite you. Well, I think they're cute. Did you have a good day? Yeah, perfect. I learned so much today. They didn't suspect a thing. The next day, I left home like normal and took a bus to nowhere. I didn't know where I was going. I just paid for a ticket and left. I just wanted to make sure I wouldn't be found by my parents or recognized by any of our neighbors. When I reached the final stop, I got off the bus and went to a coffee shop. I sat down and thought of a plan. I was going to start an online business to see if I could make some extra money. But I was also going to start a blog which would totally sabotage the school that kicked me out. I started working on marketing my blog on social media. When I was sure I had enough followers, I started posting all kinds of stuff. And by all kinds, I mean the worst possible kinds. And this was how it went every day. I'd spend half the day on my business and the other half on the blog. I started the first rumor that the school paid exam companies for exam scripts, and that's why they had excellent scores. The students were all cheating, and the teachers were helping them to do it. The fake news spread like wildfire, and the principal decided to address it publicly. He tried to persuade the public that it wasn't true, but I don't think that many people believed him. That was just the first week. But I wasn't satisfied with just that, so I made up a story that he was having an affair with Miss Thompson, that awful science teacher I hated. They were both married, so I knew it would be super harmful. Did I care? No. I wanted to destroy them. I used my excellent Photoshop skills to create fake pictures of the two of them, kissing in a dark alley, making out in a classroom, having dinner together. It was scandalous. I released one a day just to be extra dramatic, and by the end of the week, the story was all over the news. Both of their spouses were planning to divorce them, and they were both confused as hell. It was so satisfying. My followers grew every single day, and after a while, media companies would report on what I had posted. Nobody knew I was behind it, and the thrill was awesome. By the end of the first month, the school had lost several students, but that wasn't enough for me. I wanted the place to be shut down, so I targeted random teachers and constructed horrible fake pasts for them that I published to the blog. The English teacher? Well, he used to be in prison for drug possession. The math teacher? He harms cute animals for fun. The social studies teacher? She'd been fired from every other job in the past for stealing. How could people feel safe while their children were surrounded by criminals? I made it as persuasive as possible. 
None of these stories were true, but I made them so believable. They lost more students, but I didn't realize that my actions could have ridiculous consequences for me. Because when I got home after the end of another successful week, my parents were fuming. How come you haven't told us what's going on at your school? I thought you knew, it's everywhere. Cheating for exams? And now the staff? They're having affairs with each other? And a teacher who's been in prison? And another one who was a thief? I don't want you to go to that school anymore. We're going to get you a transfer next week. No, I screamed, and that was when it hit me. My perfect days at the coffee shop were coming to an end. No. I had done this to myself. Oh well. So just like that, I was off to school again the next week. I was really annoyed because I didn't want to have to deal with stupid teachers again. But this place was a lot more pleasant. It was a private school, but I wouldn't describe it as elite. It was very colorful and everyone there seemed so friendly, like they ate rainbows and sunshine for breakfast. I tried to settle into my classes without annoying any teachers, but the truth is that they weren't half bad. I decided to focus on preparing for college, oh, yeah. and just when I felt like I had my life in order again, I got some more good news from Millie. She called me one night while I was finishing some homework. Stuart, you did it! What? They're shutting down the school. The principal was fired some time ago, and they couldn't find anyone to replace him because no one wanted to. It's too much of a mess. Whoa. And guess what? What? I'm transferring to your school next week. We'll be together again. I can't wait. Wow, that's wonderful news. I couldn't believe my luck. I had successfully destroyed that school, and my girlfriend was going to be in my class at my new school. You're probably wondering if I felt any regret for destroying the teachers' lives, and the truth is that I don't. This is just what happens when you mess with a smart person. I hope they learn their lesson. Hi there, my name is Callan, and today I want to tell you a story about my grandmother. The thing is that she's a real vampire, believe it or not. Let me guess. Perhaps you've already imagined some Dracula kidnapping beautiful girls and drinking their blood. But my grandmother is much worse. No, she does not sleep in a coffin, does not kidnap girls, and does not live in a medieval castle. But still, she actually takes something from a person, namely, their energy. Yes, that's right. My grandmother is an energy vampire. You may consider me a narcissistic egoist, an idiot, and God knows what else. But I am telling you honestly that I will never live with my grandmother in the same house again. And let me explain why. Until recently, she has lived on the other side of town in her own house. Since my grandmother had health problems, she was taken care of by a nurse hired by my parents. To be more precise, there were several nurses, namely six of them. They all ran away from her after two or three weeks of working with her, despite the fact that my parents paid them good money. So, after another nurse quit, my grandmother called my mom and created a huge scene for her. She was crying and saying that no one loved and needed her. After this conversation, my parents felt like the most terrible people on earth, as we almost never visited her and rarely called her, despite the fact that my grandma has done so much for us. It was she who helped my parents buy their own house, paying almost half of its cost, and start our family business. In addition, in summer, she used to send us the boxes of fresh vegetables and fruits from her small garden almost every week. She was also babysitting me when I was a kid, took me to the seaside many times, and bought fashionable bicycles, scooters, and roller skates. To cut a long story short, we felt really ashamed in front of my grandma 
and offered for her to move in with us. Luckily, we had an empty guest room in our house, which became my grandma's bedroom. For the first few weeks, I was very happy about the fact that my grandma has arrived. She prepared breakfasts, lunch, and even dinners for us if my mother was late at work. I gladly helped her with all the household chores, bought her magazines and newspapers so that she had something to do when we weren't at home. We spent all our free time with my grandmother watching TV together, having barbecues in the backyard, and so on. At first, it was fun. My grandmother was telling amusing stories from her life and gave practical advice. But then something very strange began to happen to us. Family gatherings have ceased to bring us any pleasure. On the contrary, I wanted to end all this as soon as possible and expected everyone to go to their rooms. But the main thing was that after every talk with her, even the most cheerful and easy one, I felt broken and tired, as if I had run five kilometers. My parents felt the same way. They were more tired at home than at work. On weekends, instead of sitting on the couch and watching TV, they started to go camping or visit friends. Since I did not like any of these variants, on weekends, I stayed alone with my grandma. We used to clean our house together, cook food, mow the lawn, and so on. Everything might seem quite okay as I have helped my parents with household chores before, but with my grandma, everything was quite different. It's as if heavy weights were tied to my arms and legs, which prevented me from working. Sometimes, I even had to ask my friends for help since I could not cope alone. At first, they were laughing at me, called me a willy boy, and teased me in every possible way, saying that I needed to spend less time in front of the computer and instead engage in sports activities more. Of course, these were just jokes that did not offend me at all. John and Steve were my best friends, and they were always ready to help me. So did Mary as well. She was our classmate, and she used to hang out with us quite often. I also liked her very much. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. One day, I asked my friends to help me paint the fence in the backyard, and also drag a few boxes from the garage. While John, Steve, and I were playfully fighting and carrying heavy objects, Mary was spending time with my grandma. When we finished everything, John invited everyone to go to the movies together and get some rest. Of course, everyone agreed. On our way to the cinema, I noticed that something was wrong with Mary. She was walking really slowly and hardly spoke. I even had to take her arm because she kept tripping over her own feet. I wanted to take Mary home, but I didn't have enough time to do it. She fainted right in the street and I had to call an ambulance. At the hospital, doctors said that Mary had a usual overfatigue and advised her to stay home for a week or two relaxing. And according to the doctors, Mary lost her consciousness because of the toxic smell of paint, which must have entered the house through the open windows and Mary breathed it in. All in all, doctors blamed poor girl's health for everything and advised not to invite Mary to participate in the repair works anymore. But damn it, she was just sitting at my house with my grandma and wasn't doing anything else. So why is she that tired? Unfortunately, no one, even Mary herself, could answer this question. Still, since then my friends have been coming to my house less and less often. Before, we were sitting for hours in the living room, playing games, watching movies, and eating pizza. But since my grandma moved in with us, everything changed, and it was very, very strange. In fact, my grandma was a very kind and just wonderful woman, but as soon as she was around, a somewhat strange and depressive atmosphere immediately appeared in the room. After an hour or two of talking to my grandmother, I began to feel dizzy 
had a headache, and became terribly sleepy, while my grandmother, on the contrary, became very cheerful and full of energy. First, my parents noticed this, then my friends. Me and everyone else who came to visit us did the same. It may sound crazy, but I really had a rest at school. I even engaged in some extracurricular activities just to return home as late as possible. I understood that this was wrong, that my grandmother was part of my family, and that I should not have avoided her. But at the same time, I felt that I couldn't take this anymore. I needed to have a rest, rest from my grandma. When I realized this, a brilliant idea came to my mind. I thought, grandma is sitting at home all day alone, doing nothing and does not go anywhere. She is watching TV, listening to the radio, and that's all. To cut a long story short, I talked to my parents, and we decided that we urgently needed to find something to do for my grandma. We couldn't think of anything better than to make my granny attend a knitting club, the members of which were elderly women, like my grandma. The meetings were held four times a week at the house of one of the participants over a cup of tea and lasted three to four hours. That was perfect. Grandmother liked our idea very much, so she started attending club meetings with pleasure. After that, peace and calmness returned to our home. The depressive atmosphere has disappeared, so my parents and I breathed a sigh of relief. However, less than a month later, the founder of the knitting club, Mrs. Red, showed up at our house. She said that their club ceased its existence, and this was all because of our grandmother. After her arrival, all the members of the club began getting tired quickly. Knitting stopped bringing them pleasure, and they all left the club, which used to be their favorite one. Mrs. Red called my grandmother an energy vampire and went away, slamming the door loudly. I don't know about you, but neither I nor my parents have ever heard of energy vampires. However, after reading the explanation on the internet, we realized that Mrs. Red was totally right. My grandma is a real energy vampire. All this time, my grandma has been implicitly manipulating us, squeezing out our emotions and deprived us of our vital energy. At least we understood why all the nurses ran away from my grandmother and why we were also trying to escape from her all this time. We decided that it could not go on like this, and we needed to do something as soon as possible, while we still had the energy for this. But suddenly, destiny itself came to our aid. A few days later, my aunt, my mother's sister, called us and said that soon her family would move to our city. Her husband was supposed to move to a new office, so soon we will live very close to each other. This was our chance. My aunt was really surprised we suggested that she took my grandmother to her place. We said that in our family, she was really lonely, and my aunt had two little daughters, so my grandma could become a good nanny for them. Fortunately, my aunt agreed, and my grandmother liked our idea of moving too, and her granddaughters were especially happy. So, less than a week had passed since our guest room had become free again, and my grandmother moved in with my aunt. Again, we breathed a sigh of relief. You might say that it's not right because she's my grandmother, and everyone needs to love grandmas, and blah, blah, blah. I totally agree with you. But you know, loving energy vampires is very, very difficult, not to mention living with them. Thank you for listening to my story. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.